You're tuned in to The Todd Coconado Show, otherwise known as The Remnant, one of the most listened to podcasts in the Christian community. You can visit our website, toddcoconado.com, and now broadcasting live around the world from Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee, here's the host of the show, Pastor Todd Coconado. Welcome, everybody, to The Todd Coconado Show, otherwise known as The Remnant. Boy, what a show we got in store today. Preparation. I can't even believe that I got to do this type of broadcast, but we need to be prepared, Remnant Warriors. And this is not to be fearful in any way. It's to be wise. Just be wise. How do we be prepared for what's to come? You know, you hear all these broadcasts right now that are talking about wars, rumors of wars, some big event that's potentially going to happen in 2024. Well, we're only in the first month of the new year, and we can already see how this year is ramping up to be just a dramatic wild year uh unlike anything we have seen i know many of you know what i'm talking about there's just so much to discuss but i want to play this clip from klaus schwab he is the head of the world economic forum and i want you to hear what he said uh not that long ago about the possibility of a cyber event let's listen to this okay pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack which would bring to a complete halt to the power supply, transportation, hospital services. The COVID-19 crisis would be seen in this respect as a small disturbance in comparison to a major cyber attack. Okay, so... There's Klaus Schwab, the head of the World Economic Forum, talking about the possibility of a cyber attack and how it would basically be, you know, a lot worse than COVID-19. A lot worse than COVID-19. You're talking about uh, the thing that literally shut down the world uh, that, you know, caused uh, so many different types of, um, you know, cascading effects financially so much more debt trillions and trillions of dollars people lost their jobs people were being told they need to take the fauci ouchie otherwise they're going to lose their job and remember the draconian measures that were being forced upon americans upon the military upon uh, law enforcement officials and so many of you that had jobs that you were at for many many years and all of a sudden you were being told if you don't put this thing in you uh, you're going to lose your job and th- and th- they were getting away with it And we were in a major legal battle at that time uh, with many, many uh, different um, fronts. You know, with the uh, I I worked for an organization called the Religious Liberty Coalition. Uh, I was actually president of that. And uh, so we were involved with a lot of patriot lawyers around the country that were fighting and standing in that time period. And we also wrote, uh, you know, thousands of religious exemptions, which in many cases helped and in other cases didn't help depending on where you worked. And many of you remember uh, very vividly this time period. It was a horrible situation. Uh, so many small businesses uh, were, were destroyed. Uh, you know, they couldn't, they couldn't operate uh, and they were just not making any money. And, and there was just so many different challenges. And of course, the government was helicoptering money to people. But, you know, a lot of people didn't want to uh, be beholden to the government. We weren't sure what that meant if we took that money. Um, there was all different types of strings attached and things like that. So what a horrible time. And, and all of us still remember it freshly because it's only a couple years ago. 
And uh, remember the kids in schools, they're being forced to wear the mask and everybody's social distancing and airplanes, you had to wear the masks. And in, in public, it was like, you know, everybody, these, these mask police, you know, these people that were like, you know, put the mask up, put them. Remember those people, you know, you go into a grocery store, you're not wearing a mask. You got some Karen that would come up to you and say, Hey, you gotta put a mask on, you know, put a mask. Remember that time? I mean, I know you all do. So th- this guy, Klaus Schwab is saying that, that this this cyber this potential cyber event could be worse than that is what he's saying. Now this is not just some you know guy that just spouts things off. This is the head of the World Economic Forum, where leaders from all over the globe go and meet in Davos, Switzerland, and discuss all these things. And it's just so coincidental that a lot of times the things they discuss, well. They happen to happen that next year or that, you know, in a short period of time after that. What a, what a strange thing. What a strange thing. But, you know, we're conspiracy theorists, right? We're, we're the crazy ones, you know, just because we talk about these things. Oh, that's so crazy. They're just, they're just going over some potential things that could happen because they're leaders that care about the world. They care about freedom and sustainable development, right? That's who they are. They're just great philanthropists that just love people, love humanity, and they just want to see everybody just prospering and thriving. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Because I don't. I certainly don't. And so uh, I want to play a few more clips here where people are talking about potential cyber attacks. And what we're going to discuss in today's broadcast is how you, as a remnant warrior, can be prepared because we know we're in an arc. We're in the arc that the Lord is protecting us and he's going to watch over his people and his church even as things get crazy. We are in the world, but we're not of the world. But yet we're watchmen. And we need to be wise. Now, I'm not saying go out there and, you know, buy a bunker that goes in some old missile, you know, missile silo and live underground and just prepare for Armageddon. That's not what I'm saying. In fact, we need to occupy until he comes. We, we need to be out here as the people of God, getting people saved and set free and healed and delivered and preaching the good news of Jesus Christ. And we can't grow weary and we certainly can't fear because what place does fear have with love? Perfect love casts out fear. So we certainly should not be fearful. But there are things that we can do to be set up for success in this type of event so that at least our families and, um, you know, those that we love, our loved ones are protected and we're going to be better off than a lot of other people. There's actually a lot of ways with the technology and things that are available right now to have a self-sufficiency if this type of event were to happen. Now, I'm not saying you have to completely go off grid, but it might be wise to have some of these things like uh, a solar generator, for instance, or uh, you know, one of these things they call life straws, where you can drink water and it filters the water out. You could drink right from a pond if you need to, and it makes the water drinkable. Um, there's certain things that you can do. You can have ham radios and uh, different ways that you could possibly communicate should uh, the system go down, cell phone towers not work, things like that. Um, you know, there's all different types of things that, that, that are now available. And these things like a bivy stick, for instance, where you can text, uh, you know, through satellite, uh, you know, instead of using the, the cell network. So there's, there's, there's all these different things that you can do. And these are some of the things that I want you to know. And we're going to go through some of this in a few minutes. But I want to just play a couple more clips here. Uh, from some people talking about a potential cyber attack. Well, the World Economic Forum, yes, run by Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum says that we will experience a massive cyber attack 
that will hit before the year 2025, which will lead to a massive collapse of the banking industry, infrastructure, and so much more. How do they know this before the year 2025? Pointing out, you know, in, in great detail, yeah, like this is going to happen, so you better be prepared for it. Why are they saying this and who are they going to try to point the finger at? Right. So this was said at the WEF annual meeting earlier this year in January by uh, the WEF managing director, Jeremy Jurgens. And uh, Jurgens, as well as the WEF itself, has been involved in a series of simulations for several years now that I'm sure a lot of people in your audience are familiar with, uh, called Cyber Polygon, which has been directly affiliated with uh, Russia's government, as well as some of Russia's biggest banks and some of the biggest commercial banks um, in the world, and also backed by a lot of uh, U.S. federal agencies, which is ironic when you consider, you know, all the about alleged, alleged Russian hacks over the years. They're very willing under the guise of the WEF to uh, collaborate with the, you know, supposed hackers um, responsible for everything bad, you know, for se several years ago. Um, so that's quite revealing. Um, but aside from Cyber Polygon, there's a lot that the WEF seeks to accomplish um, as it relates to the cyber realm. And they've been collaborating in a lot of ways with these same ba big banks and also American intelligence agencies in unprecedented ways that has not really gotten any coverage over the past several years. And a lot of this is housed within a public-private partnership called the World Economic Forum Partnership Against Cybercrime. And uh, these, uh, this particular organization, uh, back a, a few years ago, gamed out with the Carnegie Endowment um, along with the Federal Reserve, the Bank of England, the European Central Bank, so some of the biggest central banks in the world, as well as some of the biggest commerce in the world, like Bank of America and JP Morgan, um, how essentially the US financial system was due to be uh, the victim of a massive cyber attack. And if you're familiar with how things have been going in the US financial or banking system recently, uh, things are not in a very good state at all. And regardless of if in, you know, if there would be or will be a cyber attack in the near future, um, the banking and financial system in the, in the United States is in uh, deep doo-doo. All right, there you have it. We're in deep doo-doo uh, as far as the financial institutions, the banking institutions, and many of you re recall, I mean, remember the food processing plants and all the different things that have been going on last couple of years. I know many of you in this audience are very educated when it comes to these things, uh, while others in the world obviously are not. So listen, we're going to talk more about this. Stay tuned. And then we're going to get into preparedness and spiritual preparedness. So you don't want to miss today's broadcast. It's going to really help you be prepared just in case something like this were to happen. But again, we don't have fear. We know that we are protected by the Lord, but there's nothing wrong with being prepared. We'll be right back. This is the Todd Coconato Show. All right. Welcome back to the Todd Coconato Show, otherwise known as The Remnant. Hey, we've got a new app. You got to check it out. It's in the Google Play Store. It's in the iPhone Store. It's under Todd Coconato or TCM, Todd Coconato Ministries. And it is going to be a blessing to you because no more censorship. And we're just getting started, by the way, with the features on there. We're going to have some exciting features coming up soon, including the feature of having groups on there, kind of like a social media platform. Uncensored is the key. But right now you can listen to all our content on there and you can get notification when we're streaming live by going to the Todd Coconato app in your Google Play Store. And by the way, it's on the Roku TV as well. And that's going to be really exciting, the Roku TV, because you can have, it's like having a Netflix 
with all of the content that we produce, and you can watch it right there in your home. And it doesn't get much better than that. So we work really hard at this. And uh, so please check it out, download it, utilize it. And you'll have a lot of content, like today's show, by the way, that's on there. So this this was pretty stunning, uh, this this information that this woman's talking about. Let's listen to a few more minutes of her conversation here, and then uh, we'll, we'll talk about it some more. We'll talk about preparing, what we need to do to prepare. So let's listen to this. Published right before Julian Assange was completely silenced and then later uh, arrested and dragged out of the Ecuadorian embassy in London, uh, Vault 7. Uh, which revealed things like the Umbridge program, among other things, that U.S. intelligence and other intelligence agencies that are affiliated with this WEF partnership against cybercrime have the ability uh, to place the fingerprints of any nation state actor they wish, including Russia, China, Iran, and really North Korea, any other group uh, as well, uh, not just nation states, put their fingerprints in a hack they actually commit themselves. And this is very significant because this offers, you know, these intelligence agencies unprecedented ability to have uh, to conduct false flag operations in the cyber realm. And uh, this group specifically has a lot of solutions aside from, you know, things with the banking system that they cannot really justify implementing unless there is some sort of large cyber attack. So what does the WEF partnership against cybercrime want? Um, they're very open that they want a regulated internet and they're essentially seeking a policy that was, uh, efforts were made to implement during the Obama administration in the U S they called it a driver's for the internet. Um, so essentially what this, um, public private partnership at the WEF is pushing for is for every person's access to the internet to be tied to a digital ID uh, or a government issued ID, but presumably a digital ID just because of where government issued ID programs are all uh, going. Okay. I want to stop there. Uh, This is real, um, very important because there's, there's a bigger web of things that are going on. we got the digital currencies, the central bank, digital currency, which we know they plan on rolling out probably before 2030. I would say before that, probably sooner than that, maybe even the next year or so. But all it would take is some major, see, they like using these major events because if you read the rules for radicals, which are problem, action, solution, the Hegelian dialect, you understand the way that these people think. They, they believe that, first of all, never let a good crisis go to waste. But hey, let's, let's not even wait for a good crisis. Let's actually cause a good crisis in partnership with some of these other uh, globalist uh, think tanks and, and bodies like the World Economic Forum and, uh, you know, the UN and just all these different, uh, you know, the World Bank. And let, let's collaborate with these. They're all the same people. You know, they're, they're all the same people that are kind of working on all these different things. And so uh, we need this type of event to then uh, bring us into where we want to go. And the folks will just never, they'll never know. You know, meanwhile, they have, thank God we have the alternative media where it's folks like us that are out here saying, uh, yeah, this is this is weird. Um, you, you shouldn't be talking about this type of thing because in the past you talked about it and then it happened. So uh, that could very well happen again. In fact, it probably will. And we've seen uh, attacks on our infrastructure. We've seen attacks on uh, the airlines. We've seen attacks on the banks already. We've seen attacks on all different type of corporations. We've seen attacks on the power grid. It's almost like people have been running uh, you know, practice runs, if you will, on these types of, you know, especially infrastructure. Infrastructure is very concerning. And now everything 
is tied into satellites and, and digital technology and and it's all on the internet everything's on the internet now and it's all connected and and so we live in this world of connectivity and you know the internet of things and and the power grid everything is is connected in some way even if there's firewalls or if it's a government system it's still somehow connected i mean we found that with the voting machines right and so uh it's it's amazing how some of these uh now supposed state actors like Russia and Iran and others that are supposedly, you know, initiating cyber attacks. When we know we've actually initiated cyber attacks on them multiple times. I mean, think about Stuxnet and things like that. So uh, there, there's a lot of there there. Uh, we can get into um, this this crazy thing called Pegasus. I don't know if you heard of that. Pegasus, that's crazy. Um, you know, so there, there's just so much that is in my brain when it comes to this subject matter because. Uh, I've been studying this for a while, and it's just you, you don't realize how vulnerable we become because everything is now connected, and that that gives you know a deep state actor or a state actor the ability to go in and and like the woman was saying a minute ago, they can put cyber fingerprints of maybe a state actor like Russia or China or Iran or North Korea when it might not even be them. It might be actually somebody else in almost like a VPN scenario where they're making it look like it's that state actor. And then what happens? I mean, it, let's just say there was a major cyber event and, and supposedly Russia had, you know, initiated it. I mean, would that mean then we go to war with Russia over that? And what if it's not even really Russia? What if it's just a staged event and we're making it look like it's Russia and they need a Gulf of Tonkin event? So there's a lot of what ifs. And I don't want to get in the weeds here because I want to talk about preparedness and things like that. But I wanted to kind of build the case for you so that you understand that this is a real conversation. And many of you have a high intellect and you're able to understand at this level of conversation and what we're talking about here, where we're not fearful, but we're just having the, the conversation because um, this is very real. I mean, these are, these are uh, very serious people like Klaus Schwab and others that are saying, hey, this is probably what's going to happen before 25. Well, why? Why are they saying before 25? And, and wouldn't that be a great catalyst for them to say, hey, you know what? The banking system has been corrupt. Uh, you know, there was this massive major Pearl Harbor type of cyber event. And now we need to go into digital currencies because we can't use the old system anymore because of this major attack. Now there's been this black swan event or whatever, you know. So uh, and, and I, I happen to have um, my ears to the ground on this. And I'm just going to tell you, a lot of prophetic voices are also saying this is a very potential thing. Not, not uh, you know, just fly-by-night internet people. I'm talking about, you know, pretty pretty authentic, credible people that are saying, yeah, you know, I'm feeling that the Lord is saying there's going to be some type of black swan event or some type of thing like that that's coming. And so to prepare. So th that's what I want to get into in the next segment here is, is, first of all, the practical steps that we can do just to be prepared in this type of thing. And I know many of you have bought gold and silver over the years. And, you know, we, we've said that's probably a wise thing. I'm not a financial advisor, but as the dollar continues to lose its value and a lot of countries depeg from the dollars, the global reserve. And, you know, we just see a lot of uh, inflationary things out there in the markets, things like that. I think it's definitely a good hedge if you're able to have some gold and silver. That's just my opinion. Uh, also, crypto is another uh, asset, although it's much more volatile, uh, a lot of people really believe in crypto. So anyway, let, let's get into the, the practical things that we can do to prepare in the next segment. And then in the last segment, we're going to talk about the spiritual things, which is the most important that we can do to be prepared for what might be coming in the months ahead. And by the way, you're going to end up not only surviving, but I believe thriving because the favor and the blessing of the Lord is on you as long as you are in Jesus Christ. 
and you are prayed up and you are a person that is spending time in that secret place, right? And God is with us. He's with us until the end of the age. I'll be right back. Welcome back to the Todd Coconato Show, otherwise known as The Remnant. We're so thankful that you're tuning in all around the world. As we saw a pretty crazy Arctic freeze this last week in many parts of the country, around the middle Midwest especially, uh, but all around the country, uh, many of you have experienced an Arctic freeze and have been snowed in, and more snow than you've seen in a long time. It's kind of a blizzard in a lot of places. And so it's a good time to talk about preparation. Being prepared, and of course, we've been talking about in the in the segment before uh, a cyber event. What would happen in a black swan type cyber event? Some people are predicting this. Some people are, are prophesying that this is going to happen. Well, how can we as people of God be prepared physically, mentally, spiritually? And so that's what we're going to talk about in this segment: is some practical things that you can do. Maybe you're not a prepper. Maybe you are. If you are a prepper, you already know these things. But if you're not a prepper, this is some good advice. And uh, I think it's just wisdom. So, of course, just in any emergency, especially a power outage, uh, having an emergency kit with essentials like water, non-perishable food, flashlights, batteries, a first aid kit, uh, battery-powered or hand-crank radio. In fact, I need to get me one of those hand-crank radios. That is a smart thing to have. Also, you got to think about water supply. You know, uh, we can, as humans, live without food for actually quite a long time, but you can't live without water for a long time. You need to have water supply, and they now have these machines. It's actually pretty crazy. I'm going to look into these things uh, where you can actually pull water from the air, and it's kind of like a dehumidifier, but you use the water from the air, and it's drinkable. And that is uh, something very handy, especially in an emergency scenario. Now, the only problem with that is you need a power source. So you got to make sure you have a power source. But I would say store at least one gallon of water per person per day for several days for drinking and sanitation purposes. And the deal is, uh, my, my uh, you know, people say, how long should we be prepared for? Well, hopefully, you know, this isn't something that's going to be a permanent type of thing where we're like Mad Max and the grid is just wiped out and we're, we're you know, knocked back into the Stone Age. Is that potentially something that could happen? I mean, sure. If North Korea or China or Russia or somebody wanted to blow up a, a you know an EMP somewhere in the middle of the country in the atmosphere, it could potentially knock out uh, anything that uses you know chips and fry them, and we could be knocked back into the Stone Age. And in that case, it would take a long time. Uh, President Trump was actually trying to update the grid and make it where there was uh, more preparedness with this type of scenario. And a lot of people have sounded the alarm on this over the years, but for whatever reason, we're still very ill-prepared and the uh, grid is still quite antiquated, you know, considering that we're supposed to be the superpower of the world here and uh, highly technologically advanced. Well, there are, you know, if you've traveled around the world, you know, China's actually got some real advanced cities that make American cities kind of look old, at least some of them, uh, because of the rapid growth that they've seen in the last century. And then you got, you know, Japan is pretty high tech. Israel's pretty high tech. Uh, you got some countries out there that when you go there, you're like, wow, they, they actually make America look like we're behind. And we don't even have any bullet trains or anything like that here in America. They have in other places around the world. So is America still the superpower? Well, from a military standpoint, as of right now, yes. But it seems like that is being quickly eclipsed by 
China. So, uh, and, and when it comes to uh, infrastructure, China has rapidly in, increased and, 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 you know, enhanced their infrastructure where ours is uh, in many ways um, crumbling. You know, I mean, we see the bridges and, uh, you know, the potholes in the roads here in America now. Of course, you know, we do have a pretty good infrastructure, but I'm just saying we're, we're no longer the best, in my opinion, when it comes to infrastructure. I mean, the airports and some of these other places around the world, look at Dubai, you know, places that are now, um, you know, more highly technologically advanced than our cities here in America, which are in need of help. But because of all the, uh, the, the Democrat-run blue cities that are just, you know, crime-ridden and, um, you know, all these entitlements and the unions and everything, we, we can't seem to get out of all this uh, bureaucratic red tape. So water supply is important, and I, I would suggest three months' supply of food and water if you can. And that's a lot, but uh, three months' supply of food and water would be wise, in my opinion. Um, the non-perishable food, uh, you can actually go, uh, I'll put up the links that we have some affiliates uh, in our in our podcast. So if you go to the Todd Coconado podcast, uh, I'm going to put the links, and if you're watching this on social media, we'll put the links in the stream too, so that you can actually go to some of our uh, partners and purchase some of these foods, uh, like My Patriot Supply and others that have these per- uh, non-perishable foods. And then backup power, very important. You know, they have these things now called Generac. And I'll tell you, Generac, it might not be the best system, but it is a good system. It's pretty expensive, though. I don't have it. Uh, but but it's something that they, they can put on your house, and then if the grid goes down or whatever, it backs it up. But, you know, if you just get a pretty strong generator, I think Craftsman generators are pretty good. You know, you get a pretty strong, uh, get, get one of the bigger generators that can run power to your whole house. And, of course, the main thing you want to do in a power outage is keep your food and your perishables, you know, um, frozen and, you know, the refrigerator going. And then you also probably want to keep warm. So those would be the two most important things. And then to have, you know, some type of communication, charging your phones, things like that. So uh, there are these things. Uh, Jackery, I think, is one of the brands. And again, I'll put a link below uh, to, to get to some of these things. Uh, they have a, a, a pretty good system that's a, a solar system. And their solar system, I think, is wise because, you know, if you have a solar system, uh, you know, you're going to be able to run and, and get power even if the grid's down for a long period of time. So, you know, the people that have a solar generator are going to be in a good position if this were to ever happen. Um, consider investing in a generator, a portable power station. Uh, understand this, the safe operation of these devices. I just ran a test of our generator. Um, I kind of went through like a, a drill the other day because... I'm starting to realize like this is actually something that really could happen sometime in the near future. Not to mention we're in this whole, you know, winter uh, time where the power grid just tends to go down anyways more and more these days. Have you noticed that? Uh, seems like there's a lot of strain on the power grid. We, we saw it in Texas a year or two ago, and, and you know, we're hearing about it in the Midwest as well. So uh, w- when there's a strain on the power grid, of course, there's always the potential of having a power outage. When you have a power outage, it could be hours, it could be days. So I always like to be prepared in these types of scenarios. I think it's wisdom. And uh, we do have a generator at our house. So I have a, a solar generator and I have a regular generator. And to me, I think that's wisdom. And the solar generator that I got from Jackery, uh, it actually has this thing. It's like a power, they call it a power station. And you can unplug it from the, you know, the solar panels and bring it in your house. And it's like a battery pack, you know, for, for a while, it, you know, a couple hours, you'll have power. It's, it's very helpful. We, we've had two power outages this last year, and both times I've used it, and I was able to charge my phone. I was able to have some light. 
And I even ran the television on it one time uh, just because it was, you know, late at night and I was bored and the power was out. So I was like, yeah, I wonder if I could run this television. And it ran. So uh, those are really handy things to have. And again, I'll put the links below. Uh, another thing that I think is extremely important, and especially for the remnant, and we're working on these things because one of our uh, our key things that we're going to be doing this year is preparation. So, of course, we're, we're always concerned about souls, and that's our number one priority is getting people saved and set free and healed and delivered. That's what we do at the ministry 99% of the time. But I will tell you, uh, our secondary, um, you know, other than equipping and discipling is preparing. We're, we're now uh, in, a, in a preparedness mode because I think that we need to be. Uh, we just don't know. We, we already know that there's a, a lot of wicked agendas going into 2030. And as the hour gets later and uh, we, we need to understand the war that we're in, it's a fifth dimensional war. There's a lot of psychological warfare operations being run on us. And um, this is just the reality of the world. And, and Christians that want to live like, you know, their heads are buried in the sand and they just don't think any of this is real. They're going to be caught off guard, just like the people in Nazi Germany were caught off guard. Uh, they're, they're not going to understand because they, they have chosen to be um, just sheeple and to live in the normalcy bias. And so people that listen to this broadcast, you are the remnant because you have ears to hear. You have an urgency in your spirit. We're not fearful. But hey, these types of conversations, it's just wise to have these. If you talk to somebody in the military, you talk to somebody in government, you know, I have high-level friends all over the country in many different positions, you know, at, at, at CIA, at, at NSA, at, you know, people that talk to me, and they tell me, hey, not, none of what you're saying is conspiratorial at all. They say it's actually wisdom in my family, and we're prepared. And you'd be surprised how those folks are prepared. So you need to understand these things. So communication plan. Have a, an emergency communication plan in place. Include a list of important contexts and agreeing on a meeting place if separated. Also, if you can have ham radios and even have a ham radio license, that's helpful. Know how to operate a ham radio. That's helpful. That's important. And it's going to set you up for success. Uh, so those things are all very important. Um, also having that list, let, let's just say you couldn't get to your cell phone or your cell phone was dead or something. It's important to have them written out like back in the day, you know, old school. What about medications and health supplies? Keep a supply of prescription medications and any needed medical equipment that you may need in a long-term blackout type scenario. You know, if you're, if you're in need of a daily medication, you, it would be wise for you to have a couple of months out of that medication where you are set up for success should there be a situation where you can't get to supply lines or to this pharmacy or whatever, you know. Um, lighting is important. Have multiple sources of light, such as flashlights, lanterns, glow sticks, matches. Uh, I just bought one of these lasers that actually is able to light uh, things up, you know, light a fire. Th that thing is cool. Uh, it's also a weapon, by the way. You can use it as a potential weapon. Um, so, you know, you can buy these things on Amazon. I'll put the links below to as many of these things as I can remember. Um, and I think it'll help you if you're interested. Um, cash. Uh, cash is always important. Keep some cash on hand as ATMs and card machines may not work and you're going to want to be able to transact. Um, car preparedness. Keep your car's gas tank full and consider keeping a small emergency kit in your car. And what I do as well is I have some gas tanks and I fill those gas tanks up so that, you know, not only do I have what's in the car, but I have some other tanks at the house that are full of gas and at least could help us if we needed to get somewhere and the gas stations were down, right? Very important. Um, important documents, uh, protect your family documents in waterproof containers. Um, make sure that you have your documents available, wills, um, 
you know, birth certificates, uh, passports, any type of medical documentation that you might need. Um, have those available. Know where they are. Uh, have a plan as a family. Get together and have a plan for these things. Talk about every one of these things, and, and you can rewind this, uh, you know, and, and listen and, and make a list. Uh, I'll go through it again one more time before we end the segment. Um, clothing and warmth. Have extra blankets and warm clothing accessible, especially in colder climates. This is very important, especially if you're in one of the upper states here in the United States that can really get cold. Uh, pet supplies, of course, don't forget about the needs for pets, food, water, and care items. Um, knowledge about local resources. Be aware of locations of shelters and emergency services in your area. That's good. Um, stay informed. Keep abreast of weather and emergency alerts through a battery-powered radio or your phone. And in order to do that, of course, your phone is going to have to have power. So that goes back to the power sources. So if you do just these things, you are going to be much better off than a lot of folks. And I'm going to add one to the list here as well is uh, ammunition and weapons. Uh, You're going to need them especially if there's a societal breakdown. I was in L.A. during the L.A. riots. I was in L.A. during the 94 earthquake. And I will tell you both times, first responders were not available during those times. And so at that, at that particular situation, when the first responders are not available, you, uh, man of the house, or if you're a single mom, you know, whoever you know, is the head of the household, you're going to have to be potentially defending your family. Hopefully that's not the case, but depending on where you are, especially in a city environment, that could be a real possibility. And so uh, that's why we believe in the Second Amendment, being able to protect your home and your family and your valuables. And so um, all very practical things. You're probably not hearing a lot of ministries talk about these things. Not to be fearful, to be prepared, to be wise, you know, and just to understand the times that we're in, like Issachar. And that way, uh, that's a perfect segue into our next segment, which when I come back, we're going to talk about spiritually being prepared for what's to come. Spiritually being prepared. Very important. Stay tuned. This is the Todd Coconato Show. All right. Welcome back to the Todd Coconato Show, otherwise known as The Remnant. Well, you know why we're known as the remnant, right? Who talks about this stuff? Black swan events, potential cyber attacks. Are you a pastor or what are you? Yes, I am a pastor. I'm also an informed individual, somebody that cares about you and your family, and uh, somebody that understands the times that we're in. You know, I've been around people, you know, people just put me in a little um, box, you know, oh, he's a pastor, he's a pastor somewhere. No, I've, I've been a businessman, been in Hollywood, been around elites. I know a lot of very well-known, famous people, and I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying it because uh, I've been a lot of places and seen a lot of things, and that's why I have these types of conversations. Because uh, other folks are not, and I don't know why. I guess they don't want to be considered weird, or you know, they don't want. Uh, I guess pastors are. You know, I listen to some sermons sometimes. I say, I wonder what this church is talking about. You know. So I'll just, I'll just tune in just to kind of see what the pastor's talking about. I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy, like you would think it's 1991. Like no urgency, not talking about anything. I remember I sat down with a pastor, it was a couple, uh, probably about a year or two ago. And, you know, this is when everything was just going crazy with the election still, maybe a little bit longer than two years ago. Uh, you know, and I was, I was in an urgent plan. I was like, gosh, don't, aren't you upset about what just happened with the 2020 election and everything? 
And he was just like, uh, what? What happened? What do you mean? You know, like, like, not, like he had no idea, you know. Well, I believe the, you know, MSNBC, you know, whatever they said. It's crazy. And this is a lot of the, that's why people are so frustrated with the pulpit with these pastors that don't even speak out, don't say anything. And, uh, you know, it's just, it blows my mind. It blows my mind that people have their heads buried like that. Now, I'm not saying to be an alarmist or, you know, to live your life so freaked out that you can't go and enjoy your spouse and go have dinner and go enjoy your kids and go to soccer practice and do the things that we do here in America. I mean, that's fine. That's important. You got to be present in the moment. In fact, more than ever, ever be present in the moment and enjoy your family and love your family. Be a good father. Be a good mother. That's important. We got to be present in our kids' lives. And we're not here to freak anybody out today. The, the deal is, though, is that this is, this is an important conversation. So from a spiritual standpoint, what are the best ways that we, you and I can be prepared? Well, we've been talking about mind, body, spirit. In fact, I did a broadcast that I would highly recommend. There's a couple of broadcasts you should probably listen to leading up to today's broadcast. And they're on YouTube and uh, Rumble. You can look at the one that I did with Joseph Z and Alan Didio uh, recently where we talked about 2024. We covered a lot of these things. And also, I just did a warning, a prophetic warning to the body of Christ. You can look at that one. That kind of goes in, in tune with this broadcast today as well. Then I did the Mind, Body, Spirit broadcast, and that kind of will help you from a spiritual standpoint how to be prepared. But before we go today, let me just give you a couple of tips here from a spiritual standpoint how to be prepared. So here we go. So, of course, uh, we got to be prayer warriors. Um, prioritize prayer. Be in regular prayer. Communicate your fears, your hopes, your needs to God. Let God know your requests. He, he says, what place does fear have with love? Perfect love casts out fear. What's perfect love? It's his agape love. Of course, you got to be in the word. Number two, spend time reading and meditating on the Bible. Verses that speak to God's faithfulness, his provision, his protection for us so that we know who we are in Jesus Christ. We know our identity and we understand from a biblical perspective of how we cope with whatever it is that's going around us. He is our very present help in time of need. He is our strong tower that the righteous run into and we are safe. Um, I think it's important, number three, to have uh, community support. And that's why we as a remnant community are coming together and preparing and building a community and building and fostering relationships, long-term relationships, long-distance relationships, uh, close relationships, community. Community is extremely important. And uh, we're going to be talking more about community in the days and months ahead so that you understand in entirety, you know, what does it look like to have a true faith community support around you? And how do you develop that, especially if you're in a remote location or you're someplace where, you know, you don't really know, uh, you know, how to deal with these types of things. So uh, I think community is very important. And by the way, people bring different things to the table. You know, one person might know how to weld. Somebody else might know how to build. Somebody else might know how to make, you know, food from scratch or do canning. You know, people that know how to farm, people that know how to skin animals. Uh, there's, there's just a lot of different things that people need to, to understand, uh, especially if, if we were in a long-term uh, situation where we couldn't get to the stores or things like that. So community, community, community. I'm going to be talking about it more. Uh, build your community. It's it's more important for, for you right now to build a community around you than to have social media friends and followers. It's Now, you know, obviously, if those are people that are part of your community, that's a different story. But I'm saying, you know, a lot of people are still... Uh, pulled into this uh, trying to be famous and influencer and all that stuff that's not going to matter 
where we're going. I want you to understand that. That's not going to matter in the years ahead. It might matter now, but I'm telling you, it's not going to be as big of a deal, especially if things really hit the fan here. So I think it's much more important to have a community and support. We, uh, we also got to have trust in God, cultivate a deep trust in, in God's plan and providence. And remember the biblical stories where God provided for his people in times of crisis. Uh, think of Joseph in Egypt or the Israelites uh, when they were in the wilderness, for instance. Um, you know, the, the disciplines. What about spiritual disciplines? Engage in spiritual disciplines like fasting, um, worship. You know, uh, these practices deepen our faith and our reliance on God. Be a praiser. I just talked about that uh, last Friday at church. Be a praiser. Learn to praise God in the middle of of your trials and your tests, and you'll see what God will do. He'll come through. You know, God will make a way where there's no way. We're talking about the God that parted the Red Sea. You know, we're talking about the the God of heaven and earth. And so he is the most important resource. The most prepared that we can be in any scenario is to have a strong faith in God. Faith is the currency of the kingdom. And I don't just say these just to say them. I mean, this is the truth. You're going to be much better off having the things that we're talking about in this segment of the show being spiritually prepared than any any type of physical preparation that you can make. Because I'm telling you, if they can break you spiritually or they can break you in your mind, that's it. So this is where we're that that very, you know, we're planted on the rock. We're like the tree that's planted by the water. We're not going to be moved. And so spiritual disciplines are important. Uh, follow Jesus' teaching to love and serve others. Uh, service and love, number six, in the, in the middle of this. Uh, we always want to look for opportunities to help those in need. And the Lord will honor that. Um, we've got to maintain hope. Number seven, hope. You always got to be positive because you know who we are in Christ. You keep a hopeful outlook, drawing on the promises from Scripture that God will never leave us or forsake us. Again, they try to break our mind. And so that's why we can't be conformed to the things of this world, no matter what the situation, but we need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. This is going to be extremely important should there be a major type of cataclysmic event that you have to live through is that your mind has to be in the right place. I'm telling you, this is going to be the most important thing. Remember that, uh, that movie, I think it was Castaway and that little ball Wilson. Remember that? And, and, and what was the biggest problem that he was dealing with in that movie in Castaway? He, He was going crazy, his mind. And that's, that's the whole thing in this type of scenario. You could really have a major problem with the mind. So you got to keep hope. Our hope is in Jesus Christ. Uh, memorizing scripture. I think this is important. Memorizing, uh, comforting and empowering scripture so that they can be recalled in times when you may not have access to a physical Bible. What about number nine? Family spiritual activities. Involve your family in spiritual activities like Bible study, prayer, singing hymns, songs, fostering a collective strength and faith. Hey, let's take it back to basics. You know, you're in the middle of a situation. Let's let's get into the word. Let's let's pray. Let's sing together. Let's be in the presence of the Lord. Uh, number ten, reflection, repentance. Use this time for personal reflection, repentance, spiritual growth, aligning yourself more closely with the Lord. Uh, that happens a lot of times when people are in jail. They got all the time on their hands, and all of a sudden they realize, hey, the Lord is actually calling them to a deeper walk, and they come out of jail on fire for God. I've seen it many, many times. So you can utilize the time for reflection and repentance. Uh, Prepare for spiritual challenges. Number 11, anticipate and prepare for spiritual challenges that might arise, such as doubt or fear, and have a plan to address them biblically. Uh, Number 12, witness and testimony. Use this as an opportunity to witness to others 
about your faith, offering hope and sharing how your trust in God helps you through difficult times. How do they overcome? By the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Hallelujah. Uh, We want to always practice gratitude, uh, recognizing and thanking God for his blessings, even, even in the challenging circumstances. And this is when the Lord, you know, I mean, he'll provide in ways that we can't even imagine. Uh, all of a sudden, there'll be provision that, that is, is a miracle. And I've seen this happen in my own life in, in many different ways over the years, where the Lord miraculously provides in a scenario where, you know, you didn't think that there was going to be any provision, but the Lord takes care of the birds there and the fish of the sea. How much more will we take care of you? And then there's just having the peace in Christ. Remember Jesus' words in John 16, 33, that in him you may have peace even in the midst of tribulations. Friends, I never do these broadcasts so that you are going to be freaked out or scared, or I hope that is never the fruit that comes from this. What this is, is this is the remnant getting together and saying, okay, this is a very real possibility. They're talking about this, but guess what? I'm not going to be rattled. I'm not going to be shaken. I'm not going to lose my faith. I'm not going to lose my trust. I'm not going to lose my hope. Instead, I'm going to get stronger in my faith. That which does not kill us makes us stronger, right? All right, guys, love you. Thank you for tuning in. PastorTodd.org is the website. We'll see you soon. Hey, friends, I hope you enjoyed today's broadcast. We are fully listener-supported, which means we can't make these types of broadcasts or any of our content without your listener support. We need your help, friends. If you could please go to PastorTodd.org, PastorTodd.org, and please pray about becoming a monthly partner. Your monthly donation is what is is literally the fuel for what we're doing here. And uh, many people are being impacted. Many people are being saved. Many people are waking up. But we can't do this without you. It's David versus Goliath. And as many of you say to me, whenever I go around the country, I wish more pastors would speak out. I wish more pastors would speak up. Well, we're doing it. We're on the front line, but we need your help. Thank you so much. God bless you. And we'll see you soon.